the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. The Holy Bible emphasizes the priority of prayer and fasting in the Old and New Testaments. That alone reveals the importance of consistent devotion to these doctrines in our Christian lives. During this season of Lent, Pastor Draper shares a three-part series on their spiritual significance. We cannot comprehend the unspeakable joy, as well as the spiritual and personal rewards that await us when we faithfully fulfill these commandments. Listen in with Bible, pen, and paper handy, as you will want to take notes. It is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. You see that? You say, wow, what a staggering, cutting passage. Does that mean that if my hand does something wrong, I'm to cut off my hand? And if I looked at something I shouldn't look at, I should gouge my eye out and pluck my eye out? No, this passage is not teaching body mutilation. What it's teaching is that anything that, that comes between you and God that causes you to go into spiritual regression, you cut that out of your life. You cut that out of your life. This passage has spiritual implications here. Cut off, cut out anything that's causing you to regress in your relationship with God. And a whole lot of you need some some things cut out of your life. Cut out of your life. Some of y'all can't make any uh, progress for God because you are TV addicts. You need to cut it off. Yeah, you don't have to cut your finger, but you can't cut off that television. Huh? Some of you, pornography is getting the best of you on the Internet. If, if that's the case, get rid of the computer. That's right. And get, you say, yeah, get rid of it. If it's making you sick spiritually and putting you in the chastening, under the chastening and judgment of God, you need to get rid of it. Get rid of it. You need to get rid of some folk that cause you to act worse when you're around them. You need to cut those relations. I said, well, they're my homeboy. They're my sorrow. They're my fraternity. That's my high school boom coon buddy. Get your boom coon buddy out of your life so that you can make some headway in your walk with the Lord. Won't y'all say amen? You see, boldness to stand alone is received through prayer and fasting. Many fail to live holy because of the corrupting influences they allow to remain in their lives to their spiritual and physical detriment. We must cut off anything, say anything, and anyone, say anyone, who will put us in danger of God's judgment. Cut it off. Cut off. Cut off gambling. Cut off that woman that's about to make you sin that's coming into your Cut off that extra woman and cause you, that's about to cause you to be unfaithful to your wife or that man, or so forth and so on. Cut those things out of your life. Stop flirting with sin. Stop flirting with sin. I can handle it. No, you can't. That's why you're in it. 
then you, well, then you, let me pose another question. At what point does one know when to sever relationships? That's a big one. You need to write every one of these points down. At what point? Some folk in your life, you should have let go a long time ago because you know better off than you are. You know better off now than you were when you met them. <laughs> so at what point does, uh, what, at what point does one know when to sever a certain relationship. Number one, when that relationship brings out the worst in you. Every time you get around them, they silly, you get silly. You trying to stop cussing, they cuss, and then you start cussing with them. You try, drinking is getting the best of you, and when they pop a coors, you pop yours too, or whatever it is, sanguine, or sanguine, whatever, what's that thing called? Sangria, some of y'all, now all of a sudden, y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about, sangria, and all the other things I can't call. You say, you didn't call mine, well, whatever yours is. You see, you know, you, you, uh, it, whatever's bringing the worst out of you. When, when that relationship brings out the worst in you, it's time to let that person go. Number two, when you begin to decline spiritually to the point that you no longer resist temptation, but rather succumb to it. You around that person, you were doing pretty good until they came into your life. And now you regressing because they have enticed you and you have succumbed. And you know what? Thank you, Holy Ghost. That's what makes Facebook so dangerous. You, you connecting yourself to all these people. All of a sudden you discover these people and then, then you start discovering your old boyfriend and your old girlfriend and you start digging. Listen, God let, listen, God got you away and now Satan is using technology to reconnect you with folk who God really don't want you to be with to your own demise. He said, oh, I'm glad to see you. God says, I'm not glad that you met him. Who told you that you have to be connected to 500 people? And who told you that? Why do you think you're so important? Why do you need all them people in your life? That's why you can't get anywhere. You're going to be 80 years old. Nothing to show for, for God. Nothing to show for God. All these people. I know everybody. I'm connected. There's an over-socialization in our society. And then you're proud of it. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. You better get in God's book. You better get in God's book. Facebook, God's book. You're in the wrong book. Won't you connect with God? Won't you connect with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? <laughs> Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Huh? Why don't you connect with Hezekiah? Why don't you connect with Nahum? Why don't you connect with... All these soldiers, Joseph, why don't you connect with Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judge, and Ruth? Why don't you connect with all them? You texting the wrong people. Text the book. That's why your life is dry. You in everything but, but, but God's book. And your life, your life is a mess because you're excited about the wrong thing. Well, now, that was all number two. Let me give you number three. I'm feeling pretty good right now. I just got my second win. <laughs> Number three. At what point does one know when to sever relationships? When a person is non-repentant and under divine chastening. When a person is non-repentant and under divine chastening. You get a person who's sinning 
and don't care less about it and can sleep with ease. Sin don't even bother them. And you call yourself, that's your buddy, that's your frat, your sorrow, your lifetime, whatever. And listen, when you start entangling yourself with those kind of persons and you getting so close and so, and then when God's chastening hand hits, guess what happens? You get hit too because you're so close that you can't even miss that hit. I don't like running with people that's, that's acting wild and foolish and crazy. I'm not going to get your whooping. Amen. I don't want to get, man, Jesus know how to give you a licking like you have never seen. You think your mama can whoop, your daddy can whoop. You haven't seen a whooping until Jesus whooped you. And some of y'all tied into it and, them, and those persons you tied into are sinning and then you, you can't let them go. And God said, okay, I'm going to hit them, but you're going to get the backlash of that hit. You're going to get the backlash of that hit. You said, can you give me some scriptures on that? Oh, I sure can. Second, Second Thessalonians chapter three, verses 14 and 15. Second, Second Thessalonians chapter three, verses 14 and 15. Take note of those who refuse to obey what we say in this letter. Stay away from them. Don't tell me you can't. Under, now, who, how many of y'all understand that? Don't tell me I don't understand the Bible. Yes, you do. The Bible just says stay away from them. What that means? Stay away from them. So they will be ashamed. You know why folk are not ashamed of themselves when they sin? It's because you so busy fellowshipping with them, playing dominoes with them, hanging out with them, going to movies with them. They living like the devil and you just write that. Well, you ain't living like that, but that's my friend. And you hanging with them and you're being so close to them instead of you rebuking them. They don't even feel ashamed because you are you are in God's way. You in God's way. Verse 15, don't think of them as enemies, but speak to them as you should a Christian who needs to be warned. As we continue today's message, Pastor Rander provides answers to key questions that will strengthen our resolve to pray and fast. What is prayer? What should be our posture in prayer? What is fasting? How should we approach fasting? What happens if God's people fail to pray? What happens when God's children pray? Keep listening as Pastor Rander guides us through God's word for the answers to these questions. Remember to keep Bible, pen, and paper handy. Listen, oh oh God, don't you dare get so close to your friend, your people, your mama, your daddy, your brother, your sister, your husband, your wife, your child, till you can't tell them the truth. Only the truth going to set folk free. I ain't saying you got to be ugly with it, but you got to tell them the truth. If it's not right, say it's not right and tell them why. And you love them enough to tell them the truth. First Corinthians 5, 9 through 11. We're still in that same vein. First Corinthians chapter 5, 9 through 11, it says, when I wrote to you before, I told you not to associate with people who indulge in sexual sins. Not to, listen, not, not to associate with people. They sleeping all around, acting all crazy, having homosexual relationship, bisexual relationship, transvestite type, type, types, and all other stuff. Relationship. The Bible says don't associate with them. That's right. 
who indulge in sexual sins. But I wasn't talking about unbelievers who indulge in sexual sins. In other words, he said they're supposed to do what they're doing. They lost. Or who are greedy or swindlers or idol worshipers. You would have to leave this world to avoid people like that. You can't get away from sinners. Only way you're going to get away from sinners, you got to die. The world is filled with sinners. Verse 11. What I meant, says Paul, was that you are not to associate, listen to this, with anyone who claims to be a Christian, yet indulges in sexual sins or is greedy or worship idols or abusive. Let me tell you something. There's no such thing as a Christian homosexual. Uh-oh, y'all get quiet. I didn't say this first service, but at the Lord, no such thing as a Christian prostitute. No, 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 no. You know, they got this thing they advertise it on TV now. I saw that. I said, look at that. It makes me sick. They got this pole thing. You know, I like those poles, those, 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 those women uh, dance on that's in those, those clubs, those, those certain clubs, and they be doing all the movements and dancing on high heels. Now they take those poles. You can get those poles in your house, and they got certain dances you can do in the name of burning calories. And I'm looking at that, and I say, that is beneath ugly and sin. Now, how can you get that kind of pole, and then you're going to work out and make all the moves and burning calories? All that's doing is degenerating you, desensitizing you, and it's, degra- it's degrading you. In the name of burning calories, and the sickening part of it is some of you go for, I'm gonna get my pole. I come visit your house, I'm gonna slap you with that pole. And throw it away, throw the pole away. That's what Moses did. Moses went down there and told him, got that island guard and cow, burn it up, everything. I'll come in there and knock your window with that pole. Don't y'all fall for this stuff? Don't you fall for this stuff. This is sickening. This is sickening. There's no such thing as a Christian prostitute, a Christian gambler. Christian gambler. You can gamble when Christian whatever I can't call right now. You know, a Christian gossiper. You know, and uh, and then it says here, all these sins here. Look, greedy or worship idols. Or is abusive. Listen, you ought not be hanging around people that's abusive. I don't, you, you my friend, and I'm close to you. That's why somebody, everybody don't get close to me. I know why. Because if you ain't right, you ain't going to get close. That's the first thing. But if you, listen, if you beating your wife, and I'm being close to you, and I'm going to still be close to you and play dominoes with you and checkers with you and chess with you. And I'm going to watch the Super Bowl with you. I'm just as wrong as you be. I'm not coming to your house and watch a game with you while you, while you knock out your wife's tooth one tooth at a time. I'm not coming to your house. That's right. I saw one brother years ago. Uh, he jumped on his wife and his wife came to my office years ago in another building and she was all blood and came off and all that. Oh, I almost grew some hair. <laughs> I went to his house and said, if you hit her again, you're going to have trouble with me. And he hasn't hit that woman since. That's right. 
I mean, how you going to tell that in another man's house? I'm the overseer. And I have watched over your soul. And wrong is wrong. And you need, a, you need a pastor to love you enough to come in your house and say, man, get yourself together. Your wife wasn't made for you to drag over the flow. You're not in some stone age around here. You women ought to be saying amen. Abusive. Uh, a drunkard or a swindler. Not Look, the Bible says, don't even eat with such people. How many of y'all see that? Don't even eat with them. What you got to talk about? For you repent, get right with God, then we can eat. I'm not going to eat with you. I can't digest my food for all that sinful mess you in. You get right with God, then we can eat. What we going to talk about? Only thing we got to talk about is your getting right with your wife or your husband or your children or whatever. Then we can eat and I'll chew your steak up. <laughs> now let me go on to the next part. <laughs> Number two, prayer helps us to make wise choices and major decisions. Prayer helps us to make wise choices and major decisions. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Let me tell you something. Knowing the will of God is so clear when you are a praying man, woman, a child. You see, uh, the will of God is revealed through fasting and prayer. If you want a spouse, listen, you pray for your husband. You pray for you a wife and then wait. Don't preempt the move of God. You know, wait on the Lord. And some of you, you wished you had waited. You know, uh, that's why you had two or three divorces. You couldn't wait. You need to wait on your spouse. And, and, and listen, when God sent them to you, stop putting your, your standards so high. Well, I want one with curly hair. I want this man to have big biceps and a nice jag. And I want him to work at uh, some, be over some corporate. And God is saying, what is wrong with you? you you're not all that. Yeah, you want the man want the pretty woman with the locks running all down and wonderful physique and all that kind of stuff. He said, you is not all of that. God, God said, I'm sending them to you, but they, I'm sending them to you, but you got your minds, your eyes set on something that's fairy tale, as, as if you all that. Let me tell you some woman. If you got a man that's a good Christian man, if he's a custodian and will love your children and love you and respect you and treat you right and minister to you and be the priest in the home, you marry that custodian. Amen. You say, what? Yeah. That's right. You say that. You're crazy. No, I'm not crazy. He can, he can do. Listen, cutting grass is a big profession now. Ain't no such thing as a bad. That was, those are not bad jobs. Cutting grass is not. That's a big job. How many of y'all need your grass cut? How many of y'all don't want to cut grass? That's a, that's a wonderful, stop, you know, unless you some architect, a lawyer, or some neurosurgeon, or something this, then you, listen, God be sending people all the time, and but you so, you got all this up here, and God may start them out down here, but you don't see what God is going to take that person. Uh-oh, uh-oh. 
And because you got connected with them down here, all of a sudden, y'all get to rise up together and y'all places you never thought you would be, in positions you never thought you would be. But, but I know my wife didn't marry me because I was that good looking. I had an old 68 Chevy. It was hot, no air conditioning. I didn't have much of nothing. She just had to love me. I, I, didn't, have I, didn't, have all this, I didn't have all those add-ons and bells and whistles. Well, so she just knew the Lord told her to marry me, and I knew the Lord told me to marry her. And we've been married now for 33 years, and we are proud of it. Now, when she married me and I was dragging myself in there, she didn't see me doing all this. I wasn't even preaching then. I wasn't doing all this. She had no idea. So don't, don't look at people where they are and all that. Sometimes God wants you to humble yourself because the best person you, the person you think may not be all that may be just that for you. Oh, I'm trying to talk to somebody in here. Some of y'all, oh God, help me. You pursue God in your education, your career, your health, for your health, your finances. God, you, you need fasting and praying over your children and your parents and major purchases. Don't you dare do any of those things unless you, you pray. As a matter of fact, here are the P's you ought to consider before you make a major decision. Well, let me just back up and say this. Do not make a major decision on any issue until you have prayed to God. Don't make a decision on any issue until you have, 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 have prayed to God. And so here's, here, here are the P's I want you to consider before making a major decision and you will progress and not regress. Uh, until you have prayed to God, number one, have a plan from God, number two, have the peace of God, number three, and have permission from God, number four. Okay? Pray to God, plan from God, peace of God, permission from God. And listen, when you get that in that all, do you realize you will find yourself making some great decisions and not being carried away by your emotions or your feelings? Number three, prayer breaks the bondage of bad habits. Prayer breaks the bondage of what? Bad habits. John 8, 36 says, therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Only God can liberate you and set you free. There are some habits, habits that will not be broken apart from fasting and prayer. There are drug habits and homosexual habits and tendencies and sexual immorality and alcohol and tobacco, selfishness, lying, gossip, cheating, stealing, anger, jealousy, negative thoughts, pride, critical spirit, being habitually late, pleasure, entertainment, overspending, too possessive, cell phone, texting, tweeting, Facebooking, television, music, iPods, iPads, noise. Beloved, beloved, how much is enough? And I... I know you somewhere in this list. This list is not a page long, but you already somewhere in it. How much is enough? Why can't Jesus be enough for you? We will not be liberated until we have been delivered by the power of Jesus Christ. Apart from confession of sins, bad habits will not be conquered. Apart from confession of sins, bad habits will not be conquered. You say, what do you need to do for deliverance? Listen, you need to cry out for God. I'm not talking about getting cute for God. I'm talking about crying out for God. 
crying out for his mercy, crying out for, 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 for his grace, crying out for his deliverance. The word deliverance means rescue, rescue you from, from addictions of television, to rescue you from homosexual tendencies, rescue you from sexual immorality, rescue you from pride, rescue you from anger, rescue you from a, from a bad mouth, rescue you from your uh, a, a negative spirit and all of these things. We need deliverance. Say deliverance. Say it a little bit louder. Say it a little bit louder. Listen, when you really want deliverance, you don't get cute with God. You cry from the depths of your innermost person. You cry, Lord, I need you to help me with this issue. It's been defining my life too much. I'm tired of this habit, oh God. I need you to break this habit in the name of Jesus, oh God. I'm tired of myself, oh God. Save me from myself, oh God. Break me right now in the name of Jesus. I need your strength, oh God. I've been trying too long to do this by myself oh God oh God rescue me deliver me Re rescue me save me from myself and God will hear your cry and he will come in and he will deliver you has anybody in here ever been delivered don't fool me now has, has anybody in here ever been delivered Oh, I thank God. I'm not sitting here because I've been an angel all my life. I stand behind this sacred desk and proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ because I know that I know that I know I know that I know I know I know that I know I know that I've been set free. I know without a doubt I've been born again. I know I've been washed. I am redeemed. I am redeemed. I've been bought with a price. Jesus has saved my whole life. If anybody asks me just who I am, I'm going to tell them I'm redeemed. I'm delivered. I'm bought. I'm paid for. I'm rescued. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And all God's children said, Amen. In his conclusion to this series, Pastor Rander imparts godly wisdom to two additional questions. At what point does one know when to sever certain relationships? And why does God require us to confess our sin? The key to every aspect of our spiritual journey is total commitment to our Lord and Savior. We are either hot or cold. There is no in-between. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it and i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.